Today is the 24th day of January. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I am Brian. It's great to be here. It's great to be here around the global campfire with you today. As we gather and let it all go and just have these moments in the scriptures. It is fantastic. We are so close to the end of Genesis. I think we finish the book of Genesis tomorrow. But we are working our way through the story of, well, how the children of Israel came to be, how it is that they got to Egypt, and that encompasses the story of Joseph, which we are continuing. Genesis chapters 48 and 49 today. After this happened, Joseph was told, Your father is getting weaker. So he took his two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim, with him. When Jacob was informed, Your son Joseph is here now, he pulled himself together and sat up in bed. Jacob said to Joseph, God Almighty appeared to me in Luz, in the land of Canaan. He blessed me and said to me, I am about to give you many children to increase your numbers and to make you a large group of peoples. I will give this land to your descendants following you as an enduring possession. Now your two sons born to you in the land of Egypt before I arrived in Egypt are my own. Ephraim and Manasseh are just like Reuben and Simeon to me. Your family who is born to you after them are yours but their inheritance will be determined under their brothers' names. When I came back from Paddan Aram, Rachel died to my sorrow on the road in the land of Canaan, with some distance yet to go to Ephrathah. So I buried her there, near the road to Ephrathah, which is Bethlehem. When Israel saw Joseph's sons, he said, Who are these? Joseph told his father, They are my sons, whom God gave me here. Israel said, Bring them to me, and I will bless them. Because Israel's eyesight had failed from old age, and he wasn't able to see, Joseph brought them close to him, and he kissed and embraced them. Israel said to Joseph, I didn't expect I'd see your face, but now God has shown me your children too. Then Joseph took them from Israel's knees, and he bowed low with his face to the ground. Joseph took both of them, Ephraim in his right hand and Israel's left, and Manasseh in his left hand at Israel's right hand, and brought them close to him. But Israel put out his right hand and placed it on the head of Ephraim, the younger one, and his left hand on Manasseh's head, crossing his hands because Manasseh was the oldest son. He blessed them and said, May the God before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac walked May the God who was my shepherd from the beginning until this day, may the divine messenger who protected me from all harm bless the young men. Through them may my name be kept alive and the names of my fathers, Abraham and Isaac. May they grow into a great multitude throughout the land. When Joseph saw that his father had placed his right hand on Ephraim's head, he was upset and grasped his father's hand to move it from Ephraim's head to Manasseh's head. Joseph said to his father, No, my father, this is the oldest son. Put your right hand on his head. 
But his father refused and said, I know, my son, I know. He'll become a people too, and he'll also be great. But his younger brother will be greater than he will, and his descendants will become many nations. Israel blessed them that day, saying, Through you Israel will pronounce blessings, saying, May God make you like Ephraim and Manasseh. So Israel put Ephraim before Manasseh. Then Israel said to Joseph, I'm about to die. God will be with you and return you to the land of your fathers. I'm giving you one portion more than to your brothers, a portion that I took from the Amorites with my sword and my bow. Jacob summoned his sons and said, Gather around so that I can tell you what will happen to you in the coming days. Assemble yourselves and listen, sons of Jacob. Listen to Israel, your father. Reuben, you are my oldest son, my strength and my first contender, superior in status and superior in might. As wild as the waters, you won't endure, for you went up to your father's bed. You went up and violated my couch. Simeon and Levi are brothers, weapons of violence, their stock in trade. May I myself never enter their council. May my honor never be linked to their group, for when they were angry, they killed men, and whenever they wished, they maimed oxen. Cursed be their anger, it is violent. Their rage, it is relentless. I'll divide them up within Jacob and disperse them within Israel. Judah, you are the one your brothers will honor. Your hand will be on the neck of your enemies. Your father's sons will bow down to you. Judah is a lion's cub. From the prey, my son, you rise up. He lies down and crouches like a lion. Like a lioness, who dares disturb him? The scepter won't depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from among his banners. Gifts will be brought to him. People will obey him. He ties his male donkey to the vine, the colt of his female donkey to the vine's branches. He washes his clothes in wine, his garments in the blood of grapes. His eyes are darker than wine and his teeth whiter than milk. Zebulun will live at the seashore. He'll live at the harbor of ships. His border will be Sidon. Issachar is a sturdy donkey bedding down beside the village hearths. He saw that a resting place was good and that the land was pleasant. He lowered his shoulder to haul loads and joined the work gangs. Dan will settle disputes for his people as one of Israel's tribes. Dan will be a snake on the road, a serpent on the path, biting a horse's heels so its rider falls backward. I long for your victory, Lord. Gad will be attacked by attackers, but he'll attack their back. Asher grows fine foods and he will supply the king's delicacies. Naphtali is a wild doe that gives birth to beautiful fawns. Joseph is a young bull, a young bull by a spring who strides with oxen. They attacked him fiercely and fired arrows. The archers attacked him furiously, but his bow stayed strong and his forearms were nimble. By the hands of the strong one of Jacob, by the name of the shepherd, 
the rock of Israel, by God, your Father, who supports you, by the Almighty who blesses you with blessings from the skies above and blessings from the deep sea below, blessings from breasts and womb. The blessing of your Father exceed the blessings of the eternal mountains, the wealth of the everlasting hills. May they all rest on Joseph's head, on the forehead of the one set apart from his brothers. Benjamin is a wolf who hunts. In the morning he devours the prey. In the evening he divides the plunder. These are the twelve tribes of Israel, and this is what their father said to them. He blessed them by giving each man his own particular blessing. Jacob ordered them, I am soon to join my people. Bury me with my ancestors in the cave that's in the field of Ephron the Hittite, in the cave that's in the field of Machpelah near Mamre, in the land of Canaan, that Abraham bought from Ephron the Hittite as a burial property. That is where Abraham and his wife Sarah are buried, and where Isaac and his wife Rebekah are buried, and where I buried Leah. It is the field and the cave in it that belongs to the Hittites. After he finished giving orders to his sons, he put his feet up on the bed, took his last breath, and joined his people. Matthew 15, 29 through 16, 12. Jesus moved on from there along the shore of the Galilee Sea. He went up a mountain and sat down. Large crowds came to him, including those who were paralyzed, blind, injured, and unable to speak, and many others. They laid them at his feet, and he healed them. So the crowd was amazed when they saw those who had been unable to speak talking, and the paralyzed cured, and the injured walking, and the blind seeing, and they praised the God of Israel. Now Jesus called his disciples and said, I feel sorry for the crowd because they have been with me for three days and have nothing to eat. I don't want to send them away hungry for fear they won't have enough strength to travel. His disciples replied, We're only going to get enough food in this wilderness to satisfy such a big crowd. Jesus said, How much bread do you have? They responded, Seven loaves and a few fish. He told the crowd to sit on the ground. He took the seven loaves of bread and the fish. After he gave thanks, he broke them into pieces and gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the crowds. Everyone ate until they were full. The disciples collected seven baskets full of leftovers. Four thousand men ate, plus women and children. After dismissing the crowds, Jesus got into the boat and came to the region of Magadan. The Pharisees and Sadducees came to Jesus. In order to test him, they asked him to show them a sign from heaven. But he replied, At evening, you say, It will be nice weather because the sky is bright red. And in the morning, you say, There will be bad weather today because the sky is cloudy. You know how to make sense of the sky's appearance, but you are unable to recognize the signs that point to what the time is. An evil and unfaithful generation searches for a sign but it won't receive any sign except Jonah's sign. Then he left them and went away. When the disciples arrived on the other side of the lake, 
they had forgotten to bring bread. Jesus said to them, Watch out and be on your guard for the yeast of the Pharisees and Sadducees. They discussed this among themselves and said, We didn't bring any bread. Jesus knew what they were discussing and said, You people of weak faith, why are you discussing among yourselves the fact that you don't have any bread? Don't you understand yet? Don't you remember the five loaves that fed the five thousand? And how many baskets of leftovers you gathered? And the seven loaves that fed the four thousand? And how many large baskets of leftovers you gathered? Don't you know that I wasn't talking about bread? But be on your guard for the yeast of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Then they understood that he wasn't telling them to be on their guard for yeast used in making bread. No, he was telling them to watch out for the teaching of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Psalm 20 For the music leader, a psalm of David. I pray that the Lord answers you whenever you are in trouble. Let the name of Jacob's God protect you. Let God send help to you from the sanctuary and support you from Zion. Let God recall your many grain offerings. Let him savor your entirely burned offerings. Selah. Let God grant what is in your heart and fulfill all your plans. Then we will rejoice that you have been helped. We will fly our flags in the name of our God. Let the Lord fulfill all your requests. Now I know that the Lord saves his anointed one. God answers his anointed one from his heavenly sanctuary, answering with mighty acts of salvation achieved by his strong hand. Some people trust in chariots, others in horses, but we praise the Lord's name. They will collapse and fall, but we will stand up straight and strong. Lord, save the king. Let him answer us when we cry out. Proverbs 4, 20-27 My son, pay attention to my words. Bend your ear to my speech. Don't let them slip from your sight. Guard them in your mind. They are life to those who find them and healing for their entire body. More than anything you guard, protect your mind, for life flows from it. Have nothing to do with a corrupt mouth. Keep devious lips far from you. Focus your eyes straight ahead. Keep your gaze on what is in front of you. Watch your feet on the way, and all your paths will be secure. Don't deviate a bit to the right or the left. Turn your feet away from evil. Okay, so we are very near the end of the book of Genesis, and so we said goodbye to somebody today, Jacob, whose name changed to Israel, right? And his children, the children of Israel, well, they encompass the rest of the story. So Jacob was 130 years old, at the time that he was able to be reunited with a son that he thought was dead, a son named Joseph. And then 17 years later, he died at 147 years old. 
but he blessed Joseph's sons, Ephraim and Manasseh, and pronounced the blessing over all of his sons, and then told them, I'm going to die. Bury me. Bury me, basically bury me where my ancestors are buried. And he gives them these instructions. It's in the field of Machpelah, near Mamre and Canaan, the place that Abraham bought from Ephron the Hittite. It's a permanent burial site for us. And then Abraham and Sarah are buried there, and Isaac and Rebekah are buried there, and Leah is buried there. And so Jacob wanted to be buried there. And this is carried out in a royal fashion, a grand procession back to the cave of Machpelah in the Valley of Eshkol. We've been here before this cave of Machpelah in the Valley of Eshkol. We were there when Abraham bought it in the first place. Now we're hearing of it as a burial place uh, centuries later. And we'll be visiting it again centuries from now as the story goes forward. And, and we'll see. It comes to great consequence. This is a, a very revered place. It still exists today in the Valley of Eshkol. And there's the cave here still exists until today. And so we'll see it again in the Bible. In the book of Proverbs today, we get this like essential, kind of like yesterday, Jesus gave us this essential way of understanding that our life flows from inside out, not outside in. Proverbs gives us essential truth today as well. Above all else, guard your mind. Above all else, guard your heart. This is the way your life is going to go. So whatever you do, guard what is essential, what is the essential truth of you. I mean, think about, think about it, our, our hearts and our minds. This is where we commune with God. This is where that intimacy is. If we think about what Jesus was saying yesterday about everything flowing from out of our hearts, then we realize this is central. It charts the course of our lives. If we just think about our lives, and the trajectories that we're going to go and the passions that we chase, it starts in our hearts. So if we're going to give our hearts for that quick dopamine fix, then we're sacrificing to something that is a false god. If we're going to give our hearts to something that is unworthy, and it's like drinking bad water, we're going to get sick. Our hearts are the absolute central ground point for our lives. And the Bible is telling us what we should already know, but what we don't do. We should be intentional. We should be vigilant. We should be wholly devoted to walking with God and to knowing ourselves from within. We spend so much time in the exterior world trying to figure out everybody else and we don't even know ourselves. What if we take all of this to heart and understand that it's the interior work that actually makes the change in us? And when we are changed, we change the atmosphere in the world around us instead of blending in. Holy Spirit, come. Help us to take this wisdom on board. Help us to guard our hearts and minds. Help us to understand how central this is and how easily we put our guard down how little we are even paying attention come holy spirit and help us to 
pay attention. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is home base. That's the website. It's where you find out what's happening around here, so certainly check it out. The Daily Audio Bible app is available at the app store that works with your device. Just search for Daily Audio Bible and you can find it there and track along with the progress that we are making day by day, step by step. Check out the different sections like the community section. This is where to get connected. It's where the prayer wall is. Check out the Daily Audio Bible shop. There are resources for the journey that we are on. And if you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, in this mission to bring the spoken word of God read fresh every day and offered freely to anyone who will listen anywhere on this planet, any time of day or night, and to build community around the rhythm of showing up for each other around the global campfire so that everyone knows they're not alone. It's hard, but we're not alone. If that is life giving to you, and thank you for your partnership. There is a link on the homepage at dailyaudiobible.com. If you're using the app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. Or the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or encouragement, you can hit the hotline button in the app. That's the little red button up at the top. Or you can dial 877 877- 942-4253. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you and I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Hello, Daily Audio Bible family. This is Alexis Rosario checking in from the Pacific Northwest. Happy New Year. Um, I'm so happy to be back doing this again with everyone, how I'm just excited. Um, but I wanted to give a prayer, um, uh, lift up MKR Weber in prayer for her daughter who has mental challenges. And Father God, I just lift her up right now to you. And I ask that she gets wisdom, is able to get wisdom somehow, some way. And we know that you are the ultimate provider. And Father God, I lift up the mom, MKR Weber to you because Moms need to stick together. And Lord Jesus, I give her, I ask for strength. I ask for scripture to be prayed over her life, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. I wanted to give um, a shout out to the Harden family for this com- awesome community. Um, I also wanted to give a shout out to Junk to Treasure and your financial situation. I'm praying for you um, in the background. And I, I hope that you get resources. Um, There's podcasts and books, and I know you just need a fresh start and put it all in God's hands. God's the deliverer, ultimate deliverer. Um, A shout out to Lisa, the encourager this evening. She also called in and prayed over everyone and you pray for everyone all the time and it's awesome. And then Prisoner of Hope, also shout out to you. And then I also want to give a shout out to Delta Alpha Fox Triad. Foxtrot out in Texas and your testimony about this community um, for when your father had passed. I'm sorry for that loss in the beginning of December. And I felt terrible because I also went through my own trials at that time. But then you called in and gave the testimony to this community. So if everyone can also pray for my marriage, that would be awesome. We've I've been married for 23 years and I've been in love with him for 30. So um, I love you all. Talk to you soon. Bye. Boys in Northern Nevada. 
calling in to pray for Darren, who lost his his daughter, murdered, and his family. Um, I I am so sorry, Darren, to hear about this, and I know that you are just going through the worst thing a man could ever go through. Um, and so thousands are praying for you, Darren, and we will continue to pray for you uh, to be, for God to bring some healing in whatever way is best because he knows the best way to bring healing when the enemy who is absolutely at the bottom of this and the cause of this brings his destruction that he that God will bring healing and I and um I have been through alcoholism and drug addiction myself and I'm I'm saying Darren don't let the enemy have any more victories by going back to the things that that God has healed you from. And um, just praying for you, praying for your family. Know that your daughter is with Jesus. And um, we love you and we're praying for you. Lift you up. Father, we lift up Darren and his family. And we are a loss of words. And we grown with the Holy Spirit intercession on his behalf and we ask Father that the God of all comfort would overshadow him and his family Jesus you promised as you left this earth that you would send the comforter And you said it was even better that you would go. So the comforter, the helper, the advocate, the one who stands by, the Holy Spirit, we ask that you would, Holy Spirit, overshadow Darren and his family, right? You would bring all the comfort possible, all the truth. And that peace would overwhelm the trauma, discouragement, pain agony we thank you father for your promises your commitment to be with Darren and his family in this time of great need it is January 20th and I just heard Darren's call about his 8 year old daughter being murdered the two aunts and uncle that were murdered. And Darren, you are a mighty man of God. You are an incredibly strong and solid man of God. The Holy Spirit is moving in you to be the incredible overseer of this family. He's going to instill in you all that you need to be sober, to be solid, and to be the loving man that you can be uh, to the mother of your daughter that was murdered. I pray that somehow you could find peace through all of this, strength through all of this, 
wisdom through all of this. I just pray that the Lord would just intervene in any angst that you might have in all of this. Just look to the Lord, hold on to the Lord, stay in his word, stay close to him, and he will sustain you. The dappers will be standing in the, in the gap for you. We love you, Darren. Hold on to Jesus.